Welcome to the Making Footprints, Not Blueprints podcast. My name is Andrew James Brown and I'm the minister of the Unitarian Church in Cambridge, UK. Knowing that full scope always eludes our grasp, that there is no finality of vision, that we have perceived nothing completely and that, therefore, tomorrow a new walk is a new walk, I hope that, on occasions, you'll find here a helpful liberal, religious and philosophical reflection that encourages you to journey through life, making footprints rather than blueprints. Welcome. Priests of Stillness On first learning meditation from fence posts along the Essex coast A short talk for the day offered to the Cambridge Unitarian Church as part of the Sunday service of mindful meditation. As many of you will know, this coming week, the church where I minister is to host a two-day event on mindfulness, being offered by a number of Zen Buddhist monastics from Thich Nhat Hanh's Plum Village community in France. And then, the following week, my own meditation teacher, a Higashi Honganji Jodo Shinshu priest now living in New York, Miki Nakura-sensei, will be visiting me, and he's kindly offered to introduce Saizo Meditation that is to say, quiet sitting, to anyone interested. Given that the church where I minister stands in the Unitarian tradition, I think it's worth knowing that Saizo meditation, developed by Okada Torajiro in the early 20th century, was the meditation practice that became central to many of the major figures involved in the Japanese Unitarian movement. Anyway, I'm fairly certain that events and visits like these are beginning to happen thanks to the community where our minister's decision made during the pandemic to bring into the heart of their main morning service a mindful meditation practice and liturgy taken wholesale from the old evening service. As this process has unfolded, I've come to realise that in some people's minds, when they think about meditation, it's very easy to get caught up with the idea that it's somehow an inherently East Asian thing, and therefore something exotic and even alien. But that's simply not true, because the basic process of becoming still, so as to become better aware of the world around us, then to pay better attention to it, and, in turn, to become ever more mindful of what this better awareness and attention can mean for our way of being in the world, this is something genuinely universal. The truth is that meditation practices of one kind or another, whether formally or informally expressed, have arisen across the world everywhere, throughout human history and in many religious and philosophical traditions. However, it was only a few years ago that a poem by the American poet, philosopher and psychotherapist Gary Whitted suddenly helped me see that the deep roots of my own later interest in and practice of both mindful meditation and sizer meditation lay not in Japan, but in the East Anglian coastal landscape where I grew up. But let me start a long way away from either Japan or East Anglia with Gary Whitted, who grew up on a ranch in eastern Montana. After leaving school, 
Whitted went on to study philosophy at the University of Montana with one of my own heroes, Henry Bugby. He received his PhD from Penn State University in 1973, and following this, he taught philosophy at various universities, including the University of Montana, the University of Texas Austin, and Emerson College. During this time, he developed a deep interest in the pre-Socratic philosophers, especially Parmenides, which eventually led him to become a psychotherapist. For Witted, a key link between pre-Socratic philosophy and psychotherapy is the art of listening, something he first learned out on the Montana prairies as his short poem, To Fence Post, beautifully reveals. It knew my breath and knew my cheek. It was yesterday, a long time ago, when I stood alone next to any old fence post and waited before I knew I was beginning a practice of listening to what stands still a long time. Today, standing any place, that yearning might come for a way in to where fence posts stay without ceasing, each one a priest of stillness. Any day this is so, on a hillside where wind trembles the grass, stands a quiet, grey, weathered post, crust of golden lichen growing on the shadowed side. Now, I do not know the Montana prairies, but I do intimately know about standing alone next to any old fence post. This is because, as a teenager growing up in the late 1970s and early 80s, I would often walk along the isolated footpaths that run beside the coastal backwaters, lying to the north, east and south of my home village of Kirby Lee in Essex. In such a wide open and flat landscape, fence posts become the obvious places besides which to pause, rest, think, read, and eat one's packed lunch. Leaning against them, letting them know my own breath and cheek, I would spend many hours in their company, looking out across the creeks and marshes, simply watching the play of clouds, water, birds and light all while simultaneously listening to the sound of the wind in the reeds and the bulrushes, the calls of oyster-catchers and skylarks, the distant clank of halyards against masts of boats moored in the creeks, and, of course, the never-ending sound of the water as it came in and went out with each tide. But it was only when I read Whitted's poem many years later that I suddenly saw that those fence posts had been for me priests of stillness. In other words, they were my first teachers of mindful meditation and quiet sitting, or indeed quiet standing. Thinking back to those walks, I realised that the humble, still presences of those fence posts, with their beautiful robes of golden lichen glowing on the shadowed side, again and again successfully brought me to my own stillness, from out of which I was slowly able to become aware of, 
pay attention to and become mindful of the wondrous, eternal, intra-acting fluxes, flows and folds of the world's movement everywhere around and within me. In retrospect, I think I regularly sought out the company of these priests of stillness because, to borrow an insight from Witted's teacher, Henry Bugby, although at the time I would have been at a complete loss to say what precisely it was that I was being taught, I somehow knew they were instructing me for life. I think that this was because, like most teenagers, my view of the world felt chaotic, shaped as it inevitably was by hormone-driven emotions, worries, anxieties, fears and hopes, endless thoughts about everything. Everything moved so fast and confusedly that it was extremely hard to become aware of, pay attention to, and be mindful of anything for more than a few fleeting seconds. But when I stood next to those fence posts, those priests of stillness, I found again and again, as I say each week in the mindful meditation, I was able to experience a little stillness, some acceptance. And that, I have found, has made all the difference. Forty plus years later, and having listened long to those priests' silent teaching, I find, to cite witted again, that today, standing any place, even when no priest of stillness is close by, I am able, just for a while, to find a way back to the place where fence posts stay without ceasing. And for this graceful gift, I know I will always be grateful. So although it is true that in recent years the priests of stillness who have helped me most with my own formal practice of meditation have been East Asian, Buddhist ones, I find it helpful and important to remember that my first teachers of this practice were those East Anglian fence posts found along the edge of the Essex backwaters, members of a global non-sectarian religious fellowship whose robes are made of golden lichen. Why not seek one out today? It may make all the difference to your own way of being in the world. And that brings us to the end of this edition of the Making Footprints, Not Blueprints podcast. So, farewell for now, and remember, tomorrow a new walk is a new walk. See you on the path. Mm-hmm.